Hop, hop, hooray. Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? You're listening to a Hindustan Times podcast, brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi, so today we have with us Madhur Gupta, who's written Courting Hindustan, The Consuming Passions of Iconic Women Performers of India. Hi, Madhur. Hello, namaste. How are you? I'm fine. Right, so you know, like, uh, I was reading your book and I found it, uh, you know, really interesting and really easy to read and also but full of information. And since you're a performer yourself, it, uh, there's an added layer to it, I felt while I was reading it. I mean, though, you know, one can't see it, but one can feel it when you're reading it. You know, your uh, your insights are a performer's insights. I felt I might be wrong. But uh, <laughs> so tell me, you know, why did you think of doing this book? So Courting Hindustan actually is a serendipity. I mean, I just, it, I stumbled upon it. Uh, so for a few years now, I have been writing on arts. I mean, it's it's actually uh, just, I mean, by default that because I can speak English, I can write, I can put together a few words in English and then I'm a dancer and then, you know, things. So I have been writing uh, occasionally for publications and so and so forth. So Rupa Publications actually reached out to me uh, a few years ago, actually. It was like in 2018, where my commissioning editor, Shashwati, just called me up and said, she read an article which I had written on Tawaiyas and on the courtesan culture and on their era. And she found it very interesting and she said, would you like to author a book based on this? And so we had a few rounds of internalization on what do we want the book to be about? Non-fiction, fiction, da, 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 ya, da, da. Who will the artist be? Who will we feature? Women artists, men artists, whoever. So it was after a lot of introspection, a lot of uh, brainstorming that we finally arrived on the fact that it has to be courtesans belonging from all eras of India or Hindustan or Indus Valley or howsoever you'd like to put. Um, so then the final product, which you can see now, Courting Hindustan is actually 2005 year old chronicalization of women performers from prehistoric, almost classical era to post-independent India and how women, how this gender was not only the repository of high art, but also the soldiers, you know, and how they kept the art so intact and so dear to themselves that today when we say, oh, India is so culturally rich, much credit goes to these women, you know. So that is how we arrived at Courting Hindustan. This was five, four, five years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and how, how is this book different from others, you know, others uh, which also deal with this, you know, I mean, there have been like Sabah Devan's uh, Tawaif Nama and then there are others, there are so many books. But this I felt it was more personal, and you know, but from your perspective, what is the, uh, you know, what is the difference? The difference. Okay, so, uh, for example, I read uh, Sabah Devanji and I read Vikram Sampath and I read uh, yes. I, a lot of Moti Chandra and everyone, everyone, everyone. Yes. So, yes. 
A, I am much, much junior to them. Like I, yes. I will barely touch my thirties now, right? So I look up to them and their work as an inspiration and as something that I can learn from, uh, mm-hmm. and not as something which my works will be compared to. Right. First of all, that second thing is that what makes quoting Hindustan unique is that, like you said, I am a performer myself. Yes. I'm an Odissi performer, so I know the struggles, the highs, the lows, the you know how it works. You know, so I have a first-hand experience of what an artist is being about. Mm-hmm. You know, and especially right now, currently, because my mother used to dance, and I have danced all my life, and I see my uh, female friends perform. There, even today in this century, there is a lot of stigma. There is a lot of I should not say shaming, but like there is still there is a factor where artists are not accepted, or being an artist is not accepted as gladly as you know being a doctor or a lawyer or a chartered accountant. Of course, that comes from a, a middle class mentality, uh, which. Most of Indians, including me, because I come from that sort of a background, have evolved with that. You know, until you have a very secure job or you know things, that life is not worth living. So, uh, just the fact that, uh, for example, okay, so when Bala Saraswati, one of the last courtesans, uh, she is in the last chapter. So when yes. somebody says that, you know, like I read that she did not perform for five years. you know mm-hmm. i understand how painful that is for an artist to not do their art you know mm-hmm. or for example that uh, uh, somebody said oh but you know there are so few people who really appreciate your art you know somebody said to bala saraswati mm-hmm. and the, the grandson of the grand one of the grandkids they told that jo uh, johari hota hai जो उसके पास सबसे कीमती डायमंड होता है वो सिर्फ वो कलाकार उसको ही दिखाता है जिसको कदर होती है यू नो सो दो थिंग्स दे रियली हिट मी वेरी इंट्रेंसिकली बिकॉज आई अंडरस्टैंड क्लासिकल आर्ट स्पेशली इज नॉट एवरी वन कप ऑफ टी वन हैज टू बी इवॉल्व वन हैज टू एटलीस्ट हैव द इंटेंशन टू इवॉल्व सो ऑल द हाउ द इकोनमीज वर्क ऑफ बींग एन आर्टिस्ट द स्ट्रगल्स वन फेज दिग्मा वन फेस इज इट जस्ट फेल्ट वेरी पर्सनल Mm-hmm. and then as you see in the book so many people like i asked virju maharaj ji i mean who is he he was he was one of the greatest maestros yes. i asked zakir husain sahab anushka uh, shashi tharoor ji zub maestro zubin mehta malika sarabhai when i told them i'm writing this book i kid you not everybody was so supportive of the book not because i am a great writer i'm really not i'm a very uh, you know mediocre in that way but the fact the point that we are making that it needs to hit hard that being an artist is of immense value to the society for example again in covid if books weren't there if films were there if if music wasn't there would most of us would have survived you know we would have dug oh. ourselves deep into depression one is- needs to understand the importance of being an artist and of art so that is the entire point of this book you know more than just the superficial oh this happened that happened to this person and so and so so these are personal lives but the underlying emotion is that one needs to keep striving through all the struggles and shine through you know that's the impact that i want the book to make and you know all the, the details that you put in about i mean some of the artists it's really lovely and you know yes i mean it's all it's out there like you know but i that whole uh, gohar jaan chapter you know i went and i lo- looked up the recordings i immediately said you know i have to and this lovely and the way she says i'm gohar jaan <laughs> at the end yeah. of that <laughs> mera naam gohar jaan superb no <laughs> no she says it in english 
ఇండియా you know or reading research papers you know whether, whether it is columbia ed or whether it is jsto a lot of like we were just speaking uh, before we started recording it was a lot of uh, academic research that i had to do you yes. know because i was covering artists which were which were across generations not just generations but eras of yes. indian history yes you know and not just indian history but geography north to south east to west you know it was a immense homework that i had to do mm. so i like to write the 50000 words that i did i'm sure i would have had at least 50 lakh words you know and then something came out which is also like i feel which is like uh, i could have done better but uh, the, the good part is that i feel about my book is that all uh, quotes or everything that we have taken from somebody is notated you know so there are footnotes for somebody who's interested to actually do their research work you know like yes. somebody who's a first hand like first time reader but then because it is accessible like you said the vocabulary is so accessible that they really get curious and interested in their life they can actually then go and do their academic research based yes. on what my research pattern was yes so, yeah. yes that's that's very true um also you know um, but i was thinking that the first few chapters on the classical um, you know on the classical yeah. uh, era that must have been like like stuff is thin on the ground on them right so how very very they, very so you know? no so much very less research has been done on them as courtesans courtesans but yes. having said so i'm very lucky that for example amrapali right uh, amrapali has an entire chapter in one of the teragathas you know where yes. uh, it's called ambapalika suta so mm-hmm. uh, that or then rupamati has been written uh, you know as a poetry and mm-hmm. then there was mrichakatikam um, mrichakatikam yes, yes. you know so there are these classical plays or uh, whether it is in sanskrit whether it is in uh, devanagari whether it is in uh, you know other languages so thankfully those texts exist now what my work was was to find translations in all the languages then go through the entire plays go through the entire manuscript make my own connections basing on my 21st century sensibilities and then coming up with a story it is so interesting because uh, artists you know of course when they are alive and after they die especially lot of uh, mysticism then surrounds their life you know yes. either they glorified or they are undignified or whatever you know so there are a lot of stories which come and gets attached to them and it's very yes. interesting to then put it out there and let people decide you know how they would like to perceive that person so the life stories of these 10 women that we talk about it is both facts and mysteries and myths and and it gives a complete picture of how courtesans were and please note again it is so interesting in all the lives all these women uh their entire function was to get up dress up you know uh, wear jewelry be, be beautiful perfumes poetry music it was just such an enriching wholesome life that these women have and yet by the end end of their lives i mean some of them yet you know they still managed to transform themselves but 
most of them had a very melancholic ending you know whether it is hazrat mahal whether yeah. it is jaddan by whoever you know either they died in poverty or they were cheated out of their money or you know something or their lover left her like rupmati you know lover left so i was just wondering you know artists are such sweet gentle sensitive people why do they have to suffer so so much hardships so yeah i mean these stories they make us question about human life you know not just courtesan which mm-hmm. is how also the book transgresses the boundaries of other books where it is might be limited to just that pinpoint of courtesans mm-hmm. or tawayas or devadasis or you know whomsoever mahari is it to see this book talks about human emotions at the end mm. you know and human lives mm. and i found that especially so in the when you had to like stretch yourself where there's no research and then you go to literary sources and you i mean i found those chapters yeah. really good because you're going to literary sources and you're creating you know you're creating this picture of this person uh, yeah. where you know when most people don't know of them at all but you're going to this yeah. you know the kalidas play or the mrichakatikam and Correct. you know you're you're drawing up this it picture for the reader it's very difficult it very difficult well, you've done it very well in those places you know where there's no Thank you so much. Facts for you to work with, right? Nothing, nothing to take care of. You know, I mean, even in Mitchell Kattikam. Oh my God, this is not even Sanskrit from the. I mean, this is not the Sanskrit that we study now. It is from the classical era. The classical era Sanskrit mm-hmm. is very different. The Vedic era Sanskrit is even more difficult. You know, mm-hmm. so I literally had to consult Sanskrit scholars where we are translating and doing this. And I mean, Manjula, please. I'm an I'm a dancer primarily, you know. <laughs> Writing, like I told you, happens by default, you know. Of me being articulate, okay, fine. It was like it. I had a gun on my head, like you know. I'm like this was like this became my mission for four years. I'm like okay, now I've started this. Let me now make a point, you know. Let me now make a point. So yeah, it was fun. Yeah. So and even you know the, the stories that you're getting from the Buddhist uh, canon, like the Terigata and all about her, uh, you know Amrapali. That uh, yeah, and right. recreating that whole thing about Ajata Shatru, which is a known story, but when you when you yeah. put it in here in in the context and Bimbisara and you know you the reader yeah. also gets taken in by all those stories and you think oh my God you know how could this right. man be so cruel to his father? So, and also also so somebody would read one one uh, text and would understand one story. So for yes. example, we're talking about Ajata Shatru and Bimbisar. I read five texts with different versions of Am- Ambapalika and Amripali yes. and relationship with Bimbisar and Ajata Shatru and so then I went ahead and I give gave all the descriptions. You know yes. all the instances. I said yes. this also. Happened that also happened that also happened. Now up to you how you perceive this person. Yes. You know. So yes. the book is not about glorifying. Oh, this women, the the woman was so great and she could do no wrong and this and that. All these women, like any human being, had their shortcomings, had their shortfalls. You know, and different yes. versions of them exist. Mm-hmm. And for me, being a writer and being the dancer, being the artist, my entire job, my entire function, was to collate what exists. what doesn't exist i had to create and then give my readers an access at least you know so th- like we are talking this book it might not be the most scholarly book but it certainly is an access point for anybody who's even remotely interested in art for them to have a gateway in, like an entry point and then just be amazed by the immense heritage and culture and text and poetry and music and dance that india 
has and not now for thousands of years Mm-hmm. Which also brings me to the you know, the colonial encounter and how it damaged that, you know, and how we internalize so much of uh, of that, you know, the negative perception of. And I liked how you brought that out also, and you know, the negative per- per- perception that the British had about female performers specifically, and how they sexualized them in a certain way, and how. you know and this whole thing about education uh, uh, transforming a whole sensibility which is what happened right so let's right. talk about that you know the change so in perception of yeah. performance as a result yeah yeah so see india had always celebrated uh, whether it is sexuality or the very act of sex as a, an integral part of daily life of living right yes. hence we have konark and khajrao and other temples decorated with these very very beautiful figures of of uh, people in the act you know and whether it is indian text whether it is you know even shaivism shaktism vaishnavism everything celebrates life you know mm-hmm. now i should not blame the british because it's not their fault also but abrahamic sensibilities are very different from sanatan dharma sensibility you know abrahamic sensibilities talks about morality it sees morality from a certain a certain vision certain uh, focal point right which is uh, one man one woman or uh, women should not do this or so and so forth and men should have these rights not that the indian culture did not have manusmriti also had a lot of problems right but yet the practices that were followed in the indian culture were still much more open before the britishers came right for example like blouses blouses were non existent Before yeah. Britishers came, breasts yeah. was a very integral part of a woman's body. What is this yeah. chupao, chupao, the the you know darkira ho, and you know like what is this? Don't show the ankle, don't show the breast. That was never the point. So when these Britishers came, because they had their political, social vision of converting their colonies into uh, a very British uh, structured way of living. That not just performing arts, but also other businesses, whether it is weaving. whether it is different industries everything suffered because of that so mm-hmm. they viewed they could not make a distinction between a category a performer to somebody who would entertain whoever you know so for example tawayers they were not uh, uh, they were different categories of prostitution also you know yeah, yeah. very yeah. many different categories they were kanjeri yeah. they were जो बहुत हम हीन शब्द मानते हैं आजकल रंडी यू नो सो एंड सो फॉर तवाइव्स वर एक्चुअली द हीरोइंस ऑफ देयर टाइम्स दे वर द दीपिका पादुकोण्स एंड माधुरी दीक्षित्स ऑफ देयर टाइम यू नो दे यूज्ड टू परफॉर्म फॉर द एलिटेस्ट ऑफ द एलिटेस्ट पीपल एंड यस दे यूज्ड टू हैव सेक्सुअल रिलेशंस विद वन और द अदर पेट्रन बट कम ऑन यार सो डू वी आई मीन लाइक व्हिच एवर प्रोफेशन वी आर इन I mean, like, hello, yeah. So, but they could not differentiate the point where who is who, and they it all got blurred for them. So then they came ahead and said that prostitution is illegal, and anybody who is engaged in entertainment business is is a criminal. Hence, they you know really broke down on the Devadasi's pratha, temple dancers, court dancers, everything culture. was indian culture was non existent for them it was all about british culture and so it really went through a period of struggle where uh, dancers you know they actually had to resort to prostitution you know because like what should they do 
and that is when the uh, you know actual dances also got a little diluted and things and so so forth but then come on like again we see that come what may hurting hindustan again is a socio political statement you know come what may indians are so strong intrinsically that you know whoever has ruled over them whether it is the hindus that is the sultan whether it is the uh, british that they keep their identity very intact you know they might do modifications here and there and so and so forth but they will come through it you know so it's not like the dances ended or you know every era has a different sort of a flavor and look at the women how dearly and how strongly they held to their values they could have very easily become somebody's wife somebody something you know and given up their profession but no they did not so that is how the britishers made a lot of change and still those sensibilities exist you know so if somebody is an artist if somebody is dancing on stage it is understood that they are available you know they are easy people you know mm. which which might not be the case you know we yeah. might be highly scrupulous and highly you know uh, like hold on to ourselves but those sensibilities still exist again again quoting hindustan is a point is is a book where we are making a point that is not so this is just a profession and every human being is very different so yeah please don't judge anybody by the profession yeah <laughs> okay so now you know and i found it also very interesting how you've highlighted that you know people like uh, jadan bai what a central role they had in uh, early hindi cinema and how underappreciated that is right correct so women you know i mean uh, uh, thankfully i'm talking to a woman now so you will understand they're not given their due credit no matter what profession they are in you know whether it is a journalist whether it is tawaif uh, whether it is even a homemaker you know everybody uh, thinks for some reason that they are lesser to the male kind and uh, i've just not given the due credit that is what i have personally experienced and felt and so jadan bai when she started so um, again amazing woman like imagine you have a full fledged career in calcutta yeah. like a full fledged career and you are so insightful that you see where the tide is shifting and you uproot yourself bring yourself to bombay to an unknown industry to unknown people unknown territory and then forge oneself way through so well so jadan bai's name actually exists as one of the earliest filmmakers mm. because so women were not given any credit in those early cinema uh, 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 reels that used to come because you know like men were like i mean you know why why should they it is only because jadan bai was one of the producers that yes. uh, her credit was given yes. you know so yeah. uh, at that time when cinema was just starting it was considered to be another version of prostitution only right so nobody from acha ghar and i'm air quoting it was ready from especially women were ready to do it more so on top of that there was no concept of playback singing at on, yes. in those times right so whoever was the actress not only did have to act but also sing at the same time it was recorded simultaneously yes so what happened was these courtesans these vaijis these kothewalis these tawaifs which were existent at that time that mm-hmm. they started shifting to filmmaking and mm-hmm. so jadan bai actually shifted and started acting in films very late in life so it was not yes. like that she was this pretty damsel woman who 40, was acting she was very <laughs> imagine imagine you know and like i'm just wondering what courage do these women have no yeah. like imagine like shifting your career in a mid age mm-hmm. mid everything and since we are talking about jadan i mean again like even nargis her daughter 
she was like a puppet for a lot of people you know for a lot of producers for a lot of actors in her time but jatan not only did she made her own name but she married her husband and got him converted to uh, her religion you know imagine the strength of being uh, you know such a powerful lady i am like wow you know what is what what phenomenal women these people are you know yeah, and yeah. what beauty and what kala and what art and what strength you know yeah. so people saying artists are these very uh, flimsy flaky people who will just you know uh, tumble down if something bad happens no we are the most resilient lot you know we will see through anything so yeah whether it is covid whether it is abolition of uh, devadas ki pratha whether it is the uh, britishers coming whatever we will see through it you know we will make a way we are like water we will see through any nook corner whatever we get <laughs> okay so uh, yeah so that's uh, that's one thing and then you know i love the hazrat mahal chapter as well you know Yeah. Why did I was wondering why did she go to Nepal? Did she really have a Nepali connection or the? So, uh, yeah. So the text that I found were basically so she, nobody can ascertain her uh, lineage that per se because she was a kanis of those times. You know, a very lowly uh, servant of the court. So mm-hmm. uh, there are no textual documents. For example, Gohar Jan has very pakka, clear connection. You know how yes. she was uh, uh, from where she came, but uh, Hazrat Mahal doesn't. So uh, through popular retellings of how of of Avadi people, you know, they always used to say that she was from her 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 parentage was from Nepal, and when the Britishers conquered Avad finally. Uh, so one realize one must realize that that tarai region in those times was heavily yes. dense you know it was very dense and nepal was a territory which was never under the british rule never. you know yeah. so yeah. that could also be a reason why hazrat mahal chose to go to uh, uh, nepal kathmandu as a refuge mm-hmm. and uh, live the rest of her life there despite the fact that britishers offered her uh, this privy purse that other uh, annex states were offered which she refused she lived off her life in penury selling off whatever she had to take care of others but imagine again she was a kanis at some point then she became mehak pari paris were the a little higher in the ranks of uh, of the courtesans that ex- used to exist in wajid ali shah's court and then she had a muta with the uh, with wajid ali shah which was the temporary marriage through which she had a son and so on and so forth but i'm just imagining that somebody who is just a dancer per se or who's just a courtesan you know has the knack of not just rising in the social uh, ladder but also has the courage to when her husband is exiled to matia burj mm. to not just go with him to enjoy the rest of her life in luxury because wajid ali shah lived in luxury till the yes, end yes, but yes. hold hold on to her ground and say no this is my nation i will mm. protect it come what yes. may she might yes. have had other interest of making her son the king or whatever you know mm. but mm. again people think that artists or courtesans or sawaiyas or so and so forth are one dimensional mm. please read all these people's lives you know never would you see that an artist who just did their art and did not reflect or connect to the socio political schemes which are happening around them yes. for example we are speaking about uh, gohar jan right yes. gohar jan contributed to the independence movement also she did not need yes. to yes yes she was a courtesan yes. yeah every courtesan that we see whether it is amripali roopmati jatan bai hazrat mahal bala saraswati whoever 
has made some impact in the socio-political environment that they have lived. You know, I always say art cannot exist in isolation. We are artists because we have something to say. We create art through what we see, what we experience, who we are, and then make a statement to make the society a better place to live in. You know, so arts superficially are seen as a source of entertainment. You know, but when one gets into it, one realizes that okay, entertainment can be one layer to it. Okay, but it is also about enlightening people. It's also about enlightening oneself. It's also about you know arriving at a place where humanity is celebrated. You know, so it goes beyond the bodily, the carnal, the uh, superficial, the mundane, and it then slowly and steadily starts arriving at at uh, uh, metaphysical. And all these women have shown that trait. You know. And similarly, today's artists are also trying to make that difference. Hence the book. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now you mentioned Jadhan Bai. You know, I was thinking. You know, um, but you you have. I mean, there are all these rumors, right? And in that particular paragraph, you you make a reference to it. You know about how Motilal Nehru lived in the same. Uh, see, and this is an old rumor, right? <laughs> you know, but you not stated it explicitly. So uh, why? <laughs> I read that. Well, why you would to- totally understand why, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, see again. My job is to state what is heard, what is seen, what is written. Right. My job is not to make statements. Right. My job is to chronicle. Yeah. So whether uh, Ashok Kumar is seeing Jadhan write a letter to Indra, whether it is a rumors that they exist, whether it is whatsoever, you know, that somebody is helping so and so forth. These. For me, are facts to write, you know, not to discuss or not to make a statement about. And even if it is so, you know, again, even if it is so, so what? I mean, like, I don't understand this concept of morality. It's just like a fantastic yeah. mystery, you know. <laughs> fantastic history. Somebody is connected to somebody because the father was somebody. I mean, it's just amazing. amazing. You know, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is wonderful to see all these people and you know what a life they have lived. Yeah. yeah. So. But yeah, I mean that is that is there that exists, and I just reiterated it. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. Without really seeing it, you just you know, uh, I mean, those who know know. Actually, you know what? You know what? To be honest, even in Balasaraswati chapter, the last chapter, because mm-hmm. a she was one of the last courtesan, and she lived till very recently, like nineteen eighty five. Yes. Yeah. And there is a. A controversy which is going on in Kalakshetra, and she used to detest Kalakshetra and so on and so forth. And Bharat Natyam has something going on. Mm. There was this entire political statement of Devadasi community being sidelined by the Brahmanical women yes. who took up Bharat Natyam. You know, yes, because yes. Sadhiratam was performed by the Devadasi community. Yes, right. That is a very valid, very crucial discussion and debate that one should have. I am yes. all for it. Yes, but the book is not about that. No, you know, I might write a separate paper or a book yeah. about it. But this book is not about that. I might, but this book, and we are talking right now, so it will raise awareness. So whoever hears, but the book is about celebrating courage, celebrating strength, celebrating art, and I wanted to have that very clear in my head that it is not a political statement that I am making. But an inspirational statement that I'm making. You know, somebody should just read it and be inspired, and not engulf themselves in the mundane human uh, hitch pitch that happens. This and that, they did this. 
उसका उसका दैट इज ओके फाइन दैट इज समथिंग वी आर डीलिंग विद राइट नाउ बट जस्ट रीड इट बी इंस्पायर्ड एंड जस्ट जस्ट लव आर्ट एंड बी इट that was my entire point so yeah so the, you know even that uh, the thing about uh, rukmini rukmini I mean, devi arundel yeah, yeah and, and bala saraswati that's what and bala saraswati basically that's what the uh, their uh, difference controversy is about yeah. yeah 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 that's a like but, you said so but again but again you know those times are gone those sensibilities yeah. were there uh, bharatnatyam has a very interesting history but the book is not about bharatanatyam per se yes, you know or about true. a political statement yeah. you know or if yeah. jaddan bai who was whoever's daughter or a son how does that yeah. matter how it's about it the art it's about yeah. how pioneering she was you know yeah. i mean so these these matters which were transient to them being an artist really mm-hmm. did not occur to me or were not really my focal point mm-hmm. and hence hence the uh, the book uh, does not talk about this but okay. sure i mean the next book maybe <laughs> Yeah, and like you said, you know, of all these women, I think only Jadhan Bai and maybe Bala Saraswati had an end which was like you know proper and domestic and in surrounded by. Yeah, uh, that's true. That's true. Others all. Otherwise, seem... everybody struggles. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so why why do you think that happened? I mean, you know, uh, like even. the stories about uh, gohar jaan you know and uh, ending up in uh, mysore and or janaki bai or yeah. uh, you know other other women dancers also no so what i think is that artists are very empathetic people you know and women more so mm-hmm. and what they don't understand or what they i mean they're intrinsically built to help someone out artists you know that is why we are artists so it's very difficult for us to ascertain when somebody is taking advantage when somebody is exploitative when somebody is uh, doesn't have all the good intentions for one one person you know so i think that is why also please understand artist life is a very lonely journey you know you're always seeking either love from the divine or love from a human being or acceptance or you know all those all those emotions so even if a morsel or even if a straw is given to us as artists you know we accept it and make it our world and in that a lot of people might take advantage and that is what i am assuming happened to these women as well mm. they might be super successful they might be rich they might be beautiful their careers might be flourishing but because they were courtesans they had all this social stigma attached to them that they can't mm. be married they are not one man women they are uh, of lowly character let any man who gave them the semblance of stability mm-hmm. that they would attach themselves to the person or to the situation in a manner which then led to their downfall so mostly everybody whether it is roopmati from the classical era where bas bahadur just like deserted her whether yeah. it is bohar uh, jaan whether it is janaki bai everybody was deserted by you know uh, after they were exploited enough so it's a very very sad and even balasrasri and jaddan bai they managed to escape this uh, sort of a situation was because uh, jaddan bai like we just discussed was a very strong woman she was the one who was running the household and so was balasrasri you know they were never dependent on any man in that manner at all you know whether it was emotionally or financially or howsoever So mm-hmm. I think that was one of the reasons why uh, these women they uh, managed to stay away from from a, a life uh, 
uh, of penury but mm-hmm. having said so I mean their struggles were similarly enough you know yeah yeah, yeah. yeah the rupmati story is like really sad i mean you know but um and bas bahadur eventually like having himself buried next to her was no consolation for anybody i mean yeah <laughs> i mean imagine the delusion the the shamelessness of of these people you yeah, know seriously. oh my true love my da 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 ya da da i mean like where was that when that person was alive like you yeah. deserted her you left her to die to uh, you know be raped and then at the end you say oh but my love. but again you know artists are so empathetic they would like i'm sure if rupanti was alive she would still accept him back you know yeah. something of those sort yeah. so yeah that's a problem yeah that's that's, see, that's the so the entire issue is that people see courtesans or tawayas or women or entertainers or somebody who puts them out for other people's eyes to look and feast upon they they are understood that essentially that they are heartless or they don't uh, they are in the business of it you know mm-hmm. or they have a certain sort of a naive mentality or iske nahi hai uske nahi hai sabke nahi but please understand to be an artist takes immense sensitivity you know you mm-hmm. cannot be an artist if you are not sensitive to your needs to others needs to the entire ethos of being a human you know mm-hmm. now when you go on stage and you dance and you perform and you sing and then you exploited if somebody is a businessman they might take it as a loss and then move on and then go on to a next business venture but for mm-hmm. this for us this is a life mm-hmm. you know and artists because again they're so soft hearted that very few people can actually come out of traumas as huge as this mm-hmm. and then you know it's it's the case of dying a sad life so yeah yeah so as a performer what do you what have you brought to this you know i mean i as a reader i know what you brought but For speaking for yourself, you know how, how, what, what did you like? What did you put into it? So the value addition that comes with me being a performer is, like I said, I understand the plight of of artists, and then the the emotions that. So, for example, we were talking about Mrichakatikam, uh, right? Yes. So the heroine, right, mm-hmm. of of that chapter when, so. उसमें एक कैरेक्टर होता है आई एम सॉरी आई एम फॉरगेटिंग द नेम ऑफ 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 दैट कोटुसान वसंत सेना वसंत सेना या सो वसंत सेना एसेंशियली आई मीन लुक एट द आयरनी ओके सो वसंत सेना लाइक मी वांट्स टू हैव अ फैमिली डीपली बिलीव्स इन फैमिली सिस्टम वांट्स टू हैव अ किड डा 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 सो ऑन एंड सो फॉर सो दैट क्ले कार्ड इज इज एक्चुअली लोडेड बाय वसंत सेनास ऑल द गोल्ड you know she gives it to the son and say yes. you know take it away so the point is that these women intrinsically and i feel the emotions very deeply because even in today's century the hemo- human emotion the spectrum has has remained almost the same you know mm-hmm. so yes. a we are very independent we are very uh, capable of taking care of ourselves of others of running a full circus around us b we yet want to be involved in a in a relationship or in a family situation or you know where we are cared for as a person as a human being and not as the career that we are you know the the person that i mean the person that we are in that career mm-hmm. so it is so interesting that vasan sena on one hand wants to be a mother anyway she marries charudat uh, but then she is also a very strong woman okay 
So she is not uh, the d- damsel in distress who is like, "Come, Charu, that save me," and this and that. <laughs> you know, she is very yeah. capable. When uh, Sthanaka, the the mm-hmm. villain in that uh, play, he says yeah. first, he says, "Oh, you are so beautiful. She's so lovely. Come, la la la." This that. When she does not approve of his uh, advances, then he goes on to say, "Oh, what are you? But just a flower on the on the uh, on the roadside and." What are these flowers meant for? But to be plucked and smelled and crushed and thrown away, yeah, you know. Yeah. So uh, uh, that, he's an that awful is guy. Real men- <laughs> it's it's he's a novel. An awful it's a novel. No, no, he's an he, awful he's guy. He's an awful, awful. <laughs> no, no, but it's so interesting that even today the <laughs> mentality is not yes. really changed a lot. It hasn't. You know, that's that not is how artists are perceived. Mm-hmm. That they are to be plucked, smelled. Once you are done, they use they can be discarded, you know. Mm-hmm. But they don't don't understand artists. Like I said, are like resilient bacteria. They are, we are like COVID virus. You know, <laughs> we are here to stay. <laughs> you know, we have immense strength within us, immense beauty, immense courage, immense love. You know, and so when I read about these passages or these anecdotes, these emotions, mm-hmm. I genuinely feel them from the bottom of my heart. And then when I put them down into words, when I'm having the paper and pen in my hand, that the vocabulary or the way in which I have written those characters or those lines or those emotions, it comes from a deep place of empathy and understanding. So it's not a superficial. Uh, this happened, that happened, also and so happened. I have experienced. I have felt this from within. And that is what adds much value to my work. According yes, to yes, yes. And which one was the most difficult? You know, which which uh, personality was the most difficult to write? Ha! Huh, that's very interesting. So the, I mean, on a superficial level, the courtesans of the classical era, whether it was Amrapali, Vasanthena, Rupmati, these mm-hmm. not Rupmati so much, not but really. Vasanthena, Amrapali were most difficult in terms of finding the research material. Yes. Yeah, or when mm-hmm. one found translating and then you know transcripting mm-hmm. and everything. But mm-hmm. uh, the most, uh, hmm, the most difficult actually was. Uh, it's very interesting. I've never thought about the most. Difficult. The most difficult actually was Jatin Bai, <laughs> to oh, be very really? honest. Why? Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have thought that. So Jatin Bai. Jadan Bai actually was my first chapter in the book. She is in the sixth or the seventh chapter. Yes. But Jadan Bai was my first chapter when I started the manuscript. Oh. You know, so I did not sequentially. Ki ab main is era pe likhunga is era pe. I was just finding people. Jadan Bai was my first chapter, right? So now Jadan Bai's uh, challenge was that she has immense literature, immense things written on her, and you know, like the works that she has also done. So yeah. imagine watching, trying to watch a film that she has made or a script that she has written, or mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it was a lot of it. Like it was the other other hand, lot of research material to go through, and then she is also one of the most uh, uh, one of the most politically incorrect courtesans. You know, <laughs> one of them. You know, so I had to tread very careful lines on where and how and what. So, but yeah, but per se, you know, nothing was difficult for me because, again, like we re- we've been retreating all these women, very similar, and I feel them. I reflect upon them. I introspect them, and then you know, it comes from within heart. But yeah, nobody was really difficult. But yes, Chandan Bai took the most effort for sure. Why? Because like her descendants are still like popular. Still around. And... <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> okay. I mean, no. In that way, you know, even Balasaraj's these uh, descendants are around, and even Vega uh, Maktar's uh, disciples yes. are still around. Yes. You know, so yes. those were also not easy people to write about, and uh, uh, 
but uh, i mean i'm just hoping i don't cause any controversy because i'm the most non confrontation person you know but yeah so even begum akhtar was a very interesting chapter to write about you know how dramatic her early life was and then how she went on to become the empress of of her genre yeah. Yeah. you know and uh, also there is one more theme running through all their life it's that their art really comes from within her huh? it's not like that uh, you know they were thrusted upon or aisa hi hoga they really feel about their art it comes from within in fact they are subdued ki ye nahi karna hai and yet they do it yes, you know and yes. yet they believe in themselves yet they believe in the art yet they believe in the strength that comes from the art you know mm-hmm. and they, and they keep on doing it because again this morality that we have talked about you know yeah. uh, begum has a, sorry begum akhtar stopped singing because she wanted to live a life of being a pure wife being a uh, being married to a husband you know uh, mr abbasi and uh, it is so sad that uh, the all india radio at that time when it had just started it had a very separate in- entry for unmarried women entertainers can you believe terrible. that terrible you know, yeah they terrible. were treated as you know something which should not yeah. be seen should not be can just be enjoyed yeah untouchable imagine yeah. and yeah. so to gain that sort of acceptance and respectability quote and quote again what is this think of indians with respectability what is this understanding of respectability i have no clue you know <laughs> ye respectability ye purity ye uh, ye sab kahan se aati hai aur ye auraton ki hi zimmedari kyun hoti hai mereko ye samajh nahi aata you know ki ghar ki izzat auraton pe hi kyun hoti hai so that is this is something i don't understand even as a guy as an artist i'm like what the heck you know one one must not uh, be subdued by these colonial feudal notions of how things were you know please yeah. live live a life yeah i didn't know she had a daughter who had to be passed off but maybe because i haven't you know had to be passed yeah, off as a sister it. horrible yeah. sister. that's really yeah. terrible yeah and she had to live a full life knowing the fact but could never accept it and also having a father who had other kids who he was very proud of but would not accept or approve or you know publicly acknowledge that uh, akhtar is my daughter you know he tried to kill even try to kill her yeah. terrible so terrible. it is such sad lives which these artists have lived yet they have held on to their art you know and shown through but uh, yeah for some reason okay so i don't know if you believe in astrology or what i asked this question to a very famous astrologer once you know mm-hmm. i said why do artists have to suffer so much i do not understand so they said so artists primarily are governed by uh, more calmer gentler planets like venus or uh, so on and so forth you know which are much calmer and then uh, their struggles are always with the crude grah or the cruel planets whatever i don't understand what, what that means mars or saturn and so on and so forth so astrologically it is seen that anybody who's an artist you, you know will have all the paraphernalia of being an artist but will fully all my all their life will be tortured by something or the other whether it is the father whether it is the husband whether it is the community whether it is the society something or the other very few people i have seen who not only have a very full fledged performing arts career and have also a very great family situation going on for them or love situation or you know very rare very rare actually i, I will write a book on why do uh, performing artists not have kids maybe something like on those lines because that's also one thing you know artists rarely have kids which is like i'm wondering why artists needs to have more kids like we need more artists we don't need more lawyers 
Or maybe they they get trapped in like they have multiple kids from different people, and unfortunately, that adds to the complications. <laughs> that also happens, right? <laughs> you know, though I mean that's not restricted to artists, of course. That's everybody. But um, yeah, so like. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know anything about astrology, so I. But well, I suppose if you are greatly talented, your life becomes complicated just by virtue of your. By the virtue of who you are, yeah, correct? Who you correct. are, because and how much. I yeah. also have yeah. No, I also have one more uh, quote or proverb which I have come up with. So okay. I, I credit myself with it. Is that if I am so extraordinary and extraordinary, not in the way that oh, I am. This and that. I'm a diva. Then how can somebody who will love me be an ordinary person? That other person yes. also has to be extraordinary. Yes. You know, if we are yes. such extraordinary people in the sense that we are not living the nine to five life or the regular mundane. Let's go to a club. Let's go party. Let's earn this much. We are living a life. We are living a surreal life. All these courtesans, all of us artists, we live surreal lives. Imagine. day and night we are talking about poetry day and night we are thinking about choreography colors costumes jewelry beauty stage lighting dara what a beautiful wonderful life it's so surreal to live mm. like that you know so yeah. if you are living such a surreal extraordinary life how can we expect somebody very ordinary who has not evolved to that extent to that level that what life is really about make us happy you know that's so that's, that's the very, thing that, that is very true <laughs> that's yeah. really true <laughs> Okay, great. So I think uh, with that we should end. And um, you know, for for the listeners, go out and get "Courting Hindustan: The Consuming Passions of Iconic Women Performers of India" by Madhur Gupta. I you know I enjoyed the book, and it gave me uh, some a lot of information, but more also a lot of perspective about you know the lives of these pioneering women and about performing performers in general because you because madhur you know you've put so much of yourself also into it you know maybe you, you, it just happened but i think you know because of that it's enriched the book uh, you know it is not just you know just so character much. sketches i feel like your yeah. personality yeah. has come into it a lot so yeah. that's what i yeah. found interesting <laughs> no thank you so much and i'm so happy that somebody of your caliber of your stature who read millions of books and has gone through so much literature can appreciate one tiny literary effort from a young dancer who doesn't have great literary skills who's just oh, yeah. by default a writer now you know i'm so touched and i'm so glad that you like my book and i'm hoping that whoever reads it will be able to enrich their life on not just a superficial manner of oh arts are great or artists are great but how can they draw comparisons and how can they make a difference in this world that we live in so yeah okay. that's my wish for all the readers <laughs> okay great chal bye okay thank you so much see you then bye bye to stay updated on this podcast follow us at hd smartcast on all the major social media platforms To listen to more such podcasts, log on to www.hdsmartcast.com. Caesar's Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesar's rewards. 
That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate.